yes. We're coming in extra sassy. Extra sassy today because, oh my gosh, we I can't help it. We need it. Like, it's got to go somewhere and I'm trapped inside. Obviously, I took some time and made myself a new intro jingle to the High Strung Woman podcast. And so if you are not sure how you landed here or what you're listening to, my name's Abby Walker. And I'm literally the walking definition of a high-strung woman, or so it has been told to me repeatedly. And this is our podcast. This is where we get to come and hang out and be real and um, honestly, like, just laugh. I laugh at myself a lot. I think that's kind of the only way to live. But I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm so excited that it hasn't been another year. It's only been like a week, and, and we're already back on the horse again. We're doing another doing another podcast, and I'm just... I so love this time and selfishly, y'all, I love it for me. Like today's episode, especially because it has literally been one of those weeks and just a series of days where like, as my dad says, like sometimes you just have to preach to yourself. You got to preach to yourself. You need to sit yourself down. You need to get behind your pulpit and you need to be like, all right, now you're going to be quiet and we're going to listen. Like you can amen and you can uh uh-huh and you can get up and church dance with the tamarind if you need to, but you need to listen. (laughs) And so that has been this week for me and why that has been this week honestly, really just like this season. Um, I shared a little bit last week, like just what a crazy season all of this has has been for us um, in terms of like moving and the Super Bowl and and moving across the state and like all of this kind of stuff. I have lost myself totally in the craziness. And um, I got to tell you that for my personality type, it's not pretty. It's not a pretty sight when I lose myself, like when I can't find my feet. I remember when my nephew Blanton, um, he was learning how to swim and we'd go from like the deeper water back to the shallow water and we'd give him a little boost and he'd be kicking, kicking, kicking. And I would yell at him like, find your feet, find your feet. Meaning like, you know, get your feet on the ground and you can stand up and you'll be okay. You can quit panicking. And it was so cute. He would literally like be talking to himself. He'd be like, find your feet, find your feet. Actually, it was probably more like, find your feet, find your feet. He was so cute. But that's that's just been a common theme in my life of just trying like, where is solid ground? What is happening? Um, because, and I was able to talk about this a little bit this week. So one of my dear friends, Jennifer Moran, um, she's just started a new uh, like live streaming broadcast show over on Facebook called The Killing It Collective. And she very graciously asked me to be on. And I was like, Jennifer, I'm not killing it. Like, (laughs) I don't think I can be featured on your show, especially because the title of last week was like, I'm not killing it. I'm life is a high strung woman, like just really flailing about miserably here in this quarantine situation. But she was so, so great. We had a great visit. Um, you can find that actually on my Facebook page as well as the High Strong Woman Facebook page. But anyways, um, I was talking about how I can struggle to respond to life around me. Okay, so I'm not like directing my life. I'm just responding to the things that happen around me because I am uh, a codependent. Like that's that's one of the things that I have, one of the things I have to work through. Again, if you're not familiar with codependency, I think kind of the best description of it is, is that like you find yourself struggling to hold on to yourself in the presence of other powerful people in your life. Another way to say is, um, another way to say it is that you consistently get swept up in other people's issues or problems or challenges or even like their dreams or their missions. 
Um, and then, <laughs> so I'm an oldest, right? Which means I feel responsible for my siblings. It's just part of how it is. Um, I'm totally a people pleaser because I was an oldest. And I have to say this, like a people pleaser and a rule follower for me was about being safe and avoiding pain. Like staying out of trouble was just easier for me in some places than um, really rocking the boat. Granted, I definitely have a rebel heart. That the rebel heart has come like, girl, she in there and she she is fierce. Like, I'm fine until you tell me I can't do something. And then I'm like, but why? You know? <laughs> and in this time where so many outside forces are telling us what we can and can't do, and we out of respect, right, for the authority God's put over us, but then, you know, to protect us and protect others that we love so much. Um, all that's a place, but still at the same time, like my rebel heart is like enough, like enough. I can't do this anymore. Like I promise I won't go around anybody or whatever, but you got to let me out of this house. Like, you know, and, um, in this season where it can feel like we have no control, we also have like, we lose the power to, I lost the power, especially to dream, like to envision any future because I'm like, I, we're just stuck here. So that leads us to today's very eloquent title for today's podcast, which is, oh, hell, I am stuck. Oh, hell, I am stuck. Now, listen, I don't know if you can remember sticking your head through the banister or trying on a ring that kind of didn't fit and then you got it on your finger and then it was stuck and you panicked and everything swelled up. Like, I don't know if you can remember trying to put on a pair of jeans and getting them up and then not being able to get them down. Like, when we are stuck, the panic sets in. When we think that we're stuck, the panic sets in, right? Like the Chinese finger trap, you guys remember that? It wasn't until you calmed down and thought it through before you get your, you know, get your finger out. That is so much of what it's been like inside of me. And it's, I don't know what it is in your house, but like in our house, Ryan is very vigilant. He's very like, we need to stay home. This is the things we need to do. This is what's best for our community. He totally has the social responsibility um, and I think some of that is probably like working in the NFL and you they have such a responsibility pr- to protect the fans. And so that's why they canceled all the seasons, because that was a prime place for um, COVID-19 to spread and for all this kind of stuff. I tend to sometimes I care about others. I do. But I'm also just like, I won't bother anybody. OK, just let me out of here. That's <laughs> to lose my damn mind. So anyways, um, I'm on my walk this week, one of my quarantine walks where I'm like, I'm in the sun. I'm not trapped. Like, we're going to be OK. And I had had um, we talked a little bit about it last week, but like it's just up and down days. Like some days you wake up and you get a workout in and the sun is shining and you're like, yes, I can do this. I'm going to cook healthy food. I'm going to clean out my pantry. I'm going to do all the things. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do practice some self-care. I'm going to take a bubble bath and do a face mask. And then the next day you can wake up and at least I did and was just like, I'm never going to leave. I'm stuck here. I'm so frustrated. I have no control over any of this. And like, I I don't even remember starting to eat these cookies, but I'm looking at the end of these cookies and I'm like, well, that can't be good. Like, (laughs) that cannot be good. It's an up and down, back and forth roller coaster. And I really struggled to find my feet. Like, I've really struggled to find my feet. And, um, 
I was just so grateful this week. I had several people just kind of step in and be like, hey, what's going on? And I just have to tell y'all, like, I wanted to talk today in this episode, like, to give you a little bit more insight. Maybe it's going to make you think I'm crazy. Maybe you're going to love it. I can't know, but this is what we're doing. Of just, like, honestly, what it looks like to try and get yourself unstuck. Does that make sense? And the battle, at least for me, what that's looked like this week. So, took a major nosedive and for me because I'm a creative and because I have um the significance thing um that's in the strengths finders book I think I did it in college and um having the significance doesn't mean that you're significant but it means that you want to do things that are significant so you struggle to do things that are um you can't find like great meaning or cause tied to. So uh, like, for example, like just working a random job to just pay bills would be really hard for me. Not because I'm too good for it or whatever, but because I just couldn't see like, how is this really, how does this matter? Other than like providing for your family and stuff like that, I can get that. But the flip side of that is, is that when I'm attached to significance and meaning and I can see how it makes a difference, I'll work myself to death. Um, And that's just part of my personal personality. And so I had gotten really wrapped up in my day job and I love my day job. I run um, social media and graphic design and some of the live streaming and stuff for my dad's church, Alma City Church. And when everything went to live stream, I mean, everything went to live stream, um, we were in a position as a church, we had been delegating resources and really investing in the live stream because we were finding increasingly that people that called Alamo City like felt like it was their home as a church. They were scattered all over the country. Like we live in San Antonio, it's a military town. And so people will come and get connected and then literally be sent all out, you know, all over the world. So that was really great, but it got like real intense, really fast for me on the work front where other people were like chilling out and doing a reset, you know, um, maybe even wondering losing their jobs or like all different kinds of things have been going on. But my personal experience has been, um, intense, like all of the things, so much work, so much and so much significance because we're like, you know, taking the posture and choosing the perspective that like somehow God's going to use this, like somehow God's going to use this. And so we want to consistently show up in excellence and in honesty and authenticity to share the hope and the love of Jesus in all the ways that we do that. So I've been working like crazy and, um, but it's my part-time gig and I'm somebody who can take on a lot of responsibility and do (laughs) way more than I'm supposed to. Um, And I can struggle to say no, you know, in different places. And um, I finally realized this week, I say I realized it, I may have had some help with some loving people who pointed out to me, but that I was overworking in this particular area of my life and completely numbed out and neglecting the creative side of my life. And if you're a creative and I think most of us are. I think it, it comes out in lots of different ways. Um, but if you are not creating, if you are not doing the things that make you feel the most alive, it is a very um, repress repressive experience. I, I'll never forget um, Annie Jorge, who was... She had been at my dad's church for years. I'd grown up with her um, and her son. And she actually came to visit her son at AM when I was there. I was a freshman in school. And I had always done music and I had always done things. And, and I happened to, to get to see her one evening when she was in town. And she asked me if I was singing anywhere. And I was like, oh, no. You know, the whole world sings in College Station. Like, everybody leads worship. It's all, it's the birthplace of Breakaway, you know, all this kind of stuff. And 
she got real quiet and she, she said, you know, well, how are you? And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I'm okay. And she said, you know, when we don't use the gifts that the Holy Spirit gave us, she was like, it grieves the Holy Spirit. And I was like, what? Like, that's real intense. And, uh, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're just jumping in and you're like, what is this about? Just bear with me. But the point was, is that when you constrict the flow of those places that are important and are vital to your health and your well-being, and for me as a creative, that is creating and singing and doing things like making my dumb little new jingle for my podcast or um, sh- doing the live stream broadcasting with my friend that asked me to. When, when I'm not doing those things, I can lose sight of life and a lot of things that really bring me joy. And so I was just like stuck. And um, I was wrapped up in all this work. It's meaningful work. It's good work, you know, whatever. But it's just all this kind of stuff. And I can't, not only can I not think about what I need to be doing or what I should be doing for my dreams or my passions or whatever, but I've, I've now completely lost faith in my ability. And I realize that may sound ridiculous and I'm really not trying to be self-indulgent here or whatever, but like how quickly can you go from feeling like a badass to feeling like you can't do anything? I don't know how it goes for y'all, but for me, it's like a nanosecond. Like I can walk off the stage from, you know, playing the hideout at the Houston rodeo to 5,000 people in the tent and in less than an hour, be like, man, that wasn't good. I could have done so much better. And like, oh, da, da. you know, we it's a pattern that we have. And it is absolutely spiritual. That's the other thing I would want to say. Like, it is absolutely spiritual when we walk through some of these ups and downs. And I don't mean like you have to like batter some meaning out of every emotion or every up and down that you have. But I felt myself in this place where I was feeling like super oppressed and I was feeling super stuck. And... um. I put the podcast out and I was like, okay, that's a good step. Like last week's podcast, which like, let's be honest, it wasn't profound. (laughs) It was just me showing up and that's half of life, right? That's half of, of being brave is learning to value being brave over perfection. All those things. Yay, Brene Brown. Anyways, um, so Jennifer asked me to do this podcast and not podcast, the live stream and (laughs) several thoughts ran through my mind. I was like, oh gosh, what are we going to talk about? I haven't put music out in forever. And I've been very like self-conscious about that and unsure of like what to do next. I have several songs that I've worked on in the studio, haven't been ready to release them. Like I'm just kind of trying to find my way. And then I'm also like, oh hell, it's a video live stream. Like, oh my gosh, I've eaten all of the cookies. And I don't know where weight goes to you guys, but my little cheeks, they just fill out like chipmunks. Like they are like, oh, we've been having a great time in quarantine. <laughs> my sister-in-law, Kaylin Petkoff, we were laughing about it. And she was like, I think the term is Carby Barbie. And I was like, that's fantastic. Like, yes, I totally feel like Garby Barbie. And I was like, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen like I'm not I'm not ready. I don't feel like I don't feel confident enough that I could feel safe. Oh, my gosh. Does this resonate with anybody when you're like, I need to have all of my shit together so that people can't come at me like I need to be skinny enough and I need to be tan enough or I need to have my outfit needs to be together or I need to be like mom of the year. or My kids need to look. I don't know. Whatever it is, that's like your checklist of like these things need to happen in order for me to be presentable. We all have them. And I was going through that even after last week when I'm like proclaiming again, hear me say like I am not 
this podcast is not like I have it all together. I'm just like, hey, here's some things I'm working through. And last week I'm like, yes, we should embrace the like lack of the filter on our lives. Like the high gloss is gone. And here I am like panicked and complaining because my high gloss is gone. And I'm like, I ain't ready to be seen. I ain't ready. Anyways, I agree to do it. And I'm like, this is good. Like I need a kick in the butt, honestly. I need to I need to be reminded of who I am outside of this crisis. Okay, so just for a second, stop and and try and think about remember like who you are outside of COVID-19 and the quarantine or whatever craziness is going on in your life. Like if you've lost your job, if your job's super intense, if you're at home and your kids are crazier, if your kids are being fantastic, like, oh, gosh, I totally just knocked something off. It's cool. Okay, but trying to remember who you are who you were outside of this craziness is really important. And I couldn't remember. But thankfully, I had several friends, including Jennifer, who was like, hey, come be on the show. And I was like, she asked me to write an intro. And um, I was like, "Okay, like, you know, I'm trying to come out with like a high strung woman. Not killing it on the Killing It Collective. Like I was not doing well. And my phone ended up going to dead dead. And so I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and was like, I'll get it to her. And as I got on, I found this unbelievable intro she had written because she's the queen of making, like, she's just she takes encouragement to like another level. It's like power encouragement. Like she's gonna punch you in the face with the goodness. You know what I mean? And so, and that's what this bio was. She wrote about all this stuff that I'd completely forgotten I had done like ever in my career, everything from like music and speaking and you know, whatever. And it was such a great encouragement. And, um, I just kind of like cried and was like, (laughs) I hope I can be this person again one day, because right now I'm a hot mess. Like when you're sitting here and you're like, my loose leggings are now like my, my form-fitting leggings. I believe in loose clothing, so I have weird things like loose leggings. Like, I, you can ask anybody who knows me. I get really panicked if anything is too tight. It stresses me out. I don't like it. So anyways, <laughs> I was struggling. And um, I went back, and my, uh, my girl Allison, a couple years ago, made me this book. We talked about writing this book called 30 Days of Brave. It's totally back in my heart to do again. Allison, I don't know that I've warned you, but it's coming as soon as I can finish Confessions of a High-Strung Woman. Anyways, she basically had some really special, important people in my life write me a note of encouragement, and she spread them out over 30 days with different things like stories and scriptures and quotes and things that we loved, and um, I can read through it, like one a day or a couple at a time, and um, it's amazing the power of being able to like see yourself through somebody else's eyes because we're all just insanely hard on ourselves, right? We're just so hard. All we, you know, I think even coming out of this quarantine, one of the things that's stressful to me is like the list of things that I'm like, I'm not getting these things done and I feel like I should have because God literally stopped the world and so I need to just be killing it. We mentioned that a little bit last week. That's that's not true. That's not how it has to be. So much of this is learning how to like just live in it and be present and trust the Lord. And at the same time, like we're just in this super rant, not random, but like strange, completely unfamiliar, like life experience that we have no precedence for, you know, so we're all doing our best. All right. So I spend some time and I read a couple of the notes from friends and family. And um, it's like I can feel I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know if it's like I'm the ice queen being melted and like my heart's come back to life or if it's like I'm 
I feel like I've been walking around dead and like finally blood is flowing to these places and I'm I feel like alive again but I can feel like the heat of circulation and life like coming back into these parts of my soul and I'm like oh yeah these are the things I believe these are things that I really care about like we're not just gonna lay down and die Ab you're not gonna just lay down you need to quit being stuck like this is dumb you can a big part of my problem earlier when I was talking about being wrapped up in my day job is that I wasn't having any kind of boundaries I wasn't doing any of the stuff that I'm like so passionate about including things like standing your sacred ground and identifying like this works in my life when I'm operating within these these limits and these boundaries I'm in my sweet spot when I operate outside of those like I'm stressed and things in my life suffer like my marriage suffer my finances suffer my my the health of my body suffers like I clench my teeth at night and I'm tense you know all these kinds of things and it was such a great reminder and um what's really crazy is when (laughs) It's when people start to send back to you things you have written or like written them. And so Jennifer kind of went on a tear. Like she's sending me, um, she's sending me quotes. She's sending me stuff that I, you know, she's like, this is just a little encouragement for tomorrow. And I'm like, you know, bawling because I can't um, remember. I hadn't been able to remember like even who I was. One of the ones she, she sent me. And I mean, this is from when like I first started this is on my like tumblr website which i don't even think i know how to log into that anymore but anyways this is right when i first started doing music and i had written and made this like graphic it can seem a scary thing to chase your dreams and many will throw dirt at you from their own ruts but let it never deter nor sway you steady on and i mean i don't know who that girl is but like i need her to come back like she knows what's up (laughs) She she knows what's up. Like people are going to throw dirt at you. Let's, let me read it again. It can seem a scary thing to chase your dreams and many will throw dirt at you from their own ruts, but never let it deter nor sway you steady on. Um, Gosh, that just it, this is a repeat process in my life. You'll you'll find that even like in the first chapter of Confessions of a High Strong Woman, I talk about watching this video of me as a three-year-old and I just bawled because I I didn't know who she was. She was like free and happy and like she danced. Like you guys, I don't dance. We talked about this last week. Like I think I, my physical body and my voice, like one is very artistic and moves very well. And the other one does not like, but three-year-old Abby was, she was giving it a hell of a go. Like she was like, oh, I'm going to mix some some hip hop and some Foursquare and it's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to throw in some ballet twists. But the thing that struck me most about that little bundle of energy was like the freedom she had and the joy she had. And she just wanted to connect with anybody who would let her, you know. So when we find ourselves in these places where we feel really stuck and the world feels really, really small and it's and we all we can see are the list of things that we can't do. I had to go back to this place and I had to pull out like my stuff and be like, Ab, this is okay. This is who you are. And like, and, and I have people in my life and I'm very grateful that know me very, (laughs) very well. They know when to speak into my life and they know when it won't do any good because I'm just going to be mad and grumpy and stubborn or whatever. But this was a week where several people were like, it's time, like enough. You, it's time. You, the, 
the world needs to hear what you have to say. You need to you need to shake it off and you need to be you. And if you need help shaking it off, not like that sounds like it's mean. I think that um, I've learned this in, in my marriage. So Jerry Smith, who is like my extra dad, he married Ryan and I. Um, he was my boss at Alma City when I was the youth director. I still work with him now. Like he's just one of my all time favorite people. And he too is a creative. And so we can have... Um, like my mom's a creative, my dad's not so much a creative. He is in his own right or whatever, but he and I can have really great conversations about the struggles, you know, just that you can have as a creative of like, you're so inspired and then you're like, I nothing I do is good. And you know, you can just up and down, up and down, up and down. And I'll never forget, this had to have been like eight years ago, but he said two things to me. One was I was looking at him and I was like, Jerry, I just feel like if I could just get my shit together, like with this, with this music stuff, like I would be really good. And as only he can say, he was like, well, then get your shit together. And I didn't hear that as, you know, you're so bad, Abby, like get your shit together. It's bad. I heard it as like, I know you can do this, so do it. Like it was a charge and a challenge in a really good way. I've since learned that not everybody responds that way to get your shit together. <laughs> including my husband, my poor husband. He's like, it sounds like you think I, not only do I not have it together, you think I can't. And you're like yelling at me about it. And I was like, oh, that's not how I hear it at all. I feel like it's somebody being like, come on, get up. You can do this. Like, come on. And talking to you in a way that like, for me, I had forgotten. It was like, I was speaking to myself in such a way that was like, can I get it together? Like, can I get my shit together? And he was like, you can't get it together. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is the shift I need to make in my perspective. All of that to say, the other thing he said to me that I forgot about was that I wanted to tell you guys is he said, make music and write things that you freaking love and to hell with everybody else. And that's so incredibly important in life and in work and in career and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of days that we have to do things that we don't want to do. We don't like the way we're being asked to do it or like whatever. But when it comes to our stuff, like your job and your words or or, or like how, what you dress or how you do your life or, or whatever it is, like it's on us to do what we really love. If we lead an entire life trying to please other people and not doing what we really love and we're miserable, like holy crap, that's on us. Like it is on us it's not on those people like they can't make us do anything I know you're like yes they can yes they can and like trust me like (laughs) there are days that the thought of being that brave or that independent right from the world around me makes me want to drive heave and just like lay in a ball in the corner of the floor and like never get up again I understand it but when we understand the power of owning our life it is profound. And this week I had to like talk myself out of being ridiculous, A, being so down. And I just had to like preach to myself, like, Abby, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. Like this is, um, even acknowledging like spiritual warfare existing. Um, so I thought about this this week (laughs) and I know that we're all, we're all kind of in a place. And like I said last week, if you're the person who's doing like three workouts a day and four hour quiet times, like I am so happy for you 
this is probably not your podcast. I'm just I'm just going to tell you because that's not me. I'm trying my best. But in this time and in this place of quarantine and it's stress and it's all of the feelings and it's feeling stuck and it's just all of the stuff. A lot of us, especially as women, we turn to food. It's the happiest thing that can happen. Like it's a hell of a lot of a happier thought than like going to run a couple of miles. It, it just is. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to tell you chips and queso right now. Like that's that's going to heal my wounds like that. That's going to soothe. That is the balm of Gilead on my soul. <laughs> or um, what was the other thing? Oh, my gosh. Chocolate frozen chocolate chip cookies. I can't even. I made some biscuit chocolate chip cookies a couple weeks ago last week. And like mm-mm. they I thought they were the balm of Gilead. They were not. They did add, though, to transitioning my loose leggings into my form fitting leggings. What I'm trying to say here is we can put so much pressure on ourselves. We do. We live in a place where there's a ton of pressure on ourselves for our physical bodies. But then at the same time, we are dealing with a tremendous amount of stress and all this different kind of stuff. And here's what I want to say to you. You are more than your body. I am more than my body. I do not love how I am looking right now. I'm just telling you the truth. And it's so bad that I've noticed, like, let's just go full honest here. That's what we're here for, right? I'm like scrolling through Instagram, right? Because it's the pastime of quarantine. And the more like super skinny, fit, tan girls I see, and and I, I'm just, I, I want to boo them. Like, I'm like, no, get out of here. You know, <laughs> boo. I'm like, this can't be real. This is, this just can't be real. Like, where are my, where are my people, you know, who are, we're doing our best. Our makeup is, you know, the, the mascara that we tried to put on three days ago is still kind of around our eyes. We're struggling. We, you know, it can just feel even, it can just make us even crazier. Does that make sense? So what I want you to know, what I want you to hear from me today is that I have walked through this a lot in the last couple of years. My body took like a major shift. I was trying to make it do something that I didn't want to do. I couldn't trust it. I was at constant war with my body. I still struggle with it to this day. Um, and it's so something that the Lord and I just keep like working out. But it just reminded me of like whenever I encounter like being becoming overwhelmed and obsessed with dislike for my body wouldn't it be great can we just take a side note to become overwhelmed with how much we love our bodies I think the closest thing that I've ever heard like the closest thing that I've ever experienced and hearing from other people are women like my sister and my sister-in-law and, and other women in my life who've had babies and they're just like, our bodies are freaking awesome. You know what I mean? And that is this tiny sliver in time where they can really appreciate what their bodies can do. And then we all seem to go back to this place of like, but it should look like this and it should look like this and all this kind of stuff. But what I've come to notice is that when I'm experiencing a tremendous amount of pressure or conflict, like it's I'm at war, I am in conflict with my body all the time I've learned to step back and I'm learning to step back and realize like this is a familiar place that the enemy has in my family and in my family line and he's distracting me with a familiar battle to get me super focused on this and the reason he's doing this and the reason that I can take a big breath and be like I'm going to be all right is because something big is coming Something big and important is coming, like, I don't know, finishing your book or writing more music or, you know, stepping into a new season of your life, sis, after the quarantine, all this kind of stuff. And he wants to batter us and beat us down and get us really distracted with some of these places. So 
all I want to say is today, if you're struggling with like cookies and not feeling great about yourself and all this kind of stuff, I just want to remind you that part of the reason that the battle may be so intense is because you've got some big stuff coming. And your big stuff coming doesn't mean you need to be perfect and you have, have to have your body where you want it to be and all this kind of stuff. The big stuff coming means it matters. Okay, so you're up against more in this situation than just like a lack of willpower and acknowledging that. And at the same point, like inviting Jesus in to be like, okay, Lord, like walk me through this, like show me what this is when I'm eating, when I'm not really hungry. Like, what is this really about? Help me to talk through my feelings. If I'm not feeding my body, like why am I not feeding my body? What do I think that controlling that will bring me like all of those different places? But there's just so much swirling and there's whether it's physically in your body or it's in your family or it's in your marriage where it's like oh my gosh we were not made like we did not get married god did not intend us to live together all the time like we were freaking pioneers like just living together all the time and even then i feel like the pioneer husbands left but if you're struggling in all those places here's just all i want to say and here's what i just say to myself this week like ab calm your ass down take a deep breath this is because this is important. This is important. And what you're headed into is important. And you're, But you're not going to get there by skipping now. And so we got to pay attention. Now we got to do the things that we know are good for us, like creating, like not being so focused on, you know, your weight, doing things that are happy, that are, that are life-giving, that, you know, that really bring you joy. And so that can be like your favorite movie. That can be going for a walk. One of the things for me this week that I was like, man, I just feel so freaking off is I had to go back to, I was listening to that podcast. Uh, I think I said it at the beginning. This is like my third time to try and do this podcast. So I can't remember. Anyways, it is Style Your Mind, I think with Kara. I can't say her last name. Anyways, um, she was talking about the woman that you want to be, becoming the woman that you want to be. And so she's asking us these questions. We're going through this stuff. And um, one of the questions that she asked that I thought was so powerful is like, when you imagine being this person, whoever the best version of yourself or whatever, how do you want to feel? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about this stuff. And I know lots of people want to feel peace. Um, maybe they want to feel graceful. They want to whatever. Like the, the, the thing that has burned in my heart, even before I stepped into doing music and um, all that kind of stuff, I can remember sitting in my living room, on the second floor in our little tiny condo on Sandhurst in Dallas and looking at Ryan and he's like, well, what do you want to, like, what is it? What do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I can't explain it. But I was like, I just, I just want to feel like a badass. And he kind of looked at me and I was like, I just want to feel strong and capable and not like a victim. And I want to, I want to feel that way. And I want to live that way. And I want to make music that way. And I want to make other women feel that way. And I realized this week, I was like, I am not doing anything that makes me feel like a badass like nothing like I quit doing resistance training and I was just you know walking the dog and trying to just <laughs> calm myself down from being super frustrated and when hard things are pushing against me I have to have a way to push back and so a good place for me with that is resistance training and I'm not talking about like CrossFit like I'm girl I don't jump I I I have inherited some bosoms from my family and we I don't jump okay but I can lift some weights and I can push some things around. And um, I have a little DVD program that I do at home that's so old. Let's be honest. It's, I do own the DVDs. Everybody's like, who the hell still uses DVD workout systems? 
Uh, your girl Abby. Your girl Abby does. She's the same girl who owns Friends and The Closer on DVD. Anyways, um, but I there is a Beachbody app. I think it's like 15 bucks a month. And so you can stream like everything they have out there. So I pulled her up and I did it. And I was like, I already felt better. My head already felt clearer. And I was like, okay, that's wrong. That's right. I don't feel like as much like I'm stuck and like a victim. So I realized that this may have sounded like all over the place and may have not made a lot of sense to you. But when we get stuck, there's a couple of key things and I'll just try and recap them here. Number one, if you can't remember who you are right now in the middle of this quarantine and you feel so overwhelmed by everything that's in front of you, like go back to your journal, go back to pictures, go back to places that were like you felt strong and capable in your life and like look at that girl in the eye. Like look at her and be like, okay, you are inside of me here somewhere and you're, you're more grown up and we've done some more things and we've grown since then, but like I need to be reminded. If you can't find that or if you need more help, go to a handful of people that you love and you trust and ask them to help remind you like how they see you and who you are. Granted, that can be a risk, right? You you don't ask people that aren't in the arena. You don't ask people who are like, well, let me tell you everything that you're doing wrong. Like, be wise, protect yourself like from that situation. But go to somebody, maybe find some old notes from somebody, some encouragement or whatever. And if you're not somebody who keeps those things, I really encourage you, like you need to start keeping a file on your computer or I have like every letter that my Mimi my dad's mom has ever written me and I love her handwriting. I loved our relationship. I loved her, our, you know, all that kind of stuff. And still to this day, when she writes me a note, like I save it because it's so precious to me. I think I have just about every note my dad has written me or like significant note that Ryan has written me. I'm just a words of affirmation person. And that really helps to remind me, you know, who I am. Um, in addition, if you can identify like, okay, when I envision the best version of myself, what does she feel like? And then, you know, we just got to ask like ourselves, am I doing anything that makes me feel this way right now? No. If you're not, pick some small places where you can, you know, you can start to go back there. Um, And then finally, like grant yourself some freaking grace um, and pursue joy. Find something. That was one of the lines in the podcast. And it was like, you know, doing this just lights me up inside. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've done a lot of things that were very significant and were really important, but I have not been doing anything that lights me up inside that makes me really excited. And part of the reason I hadn't been doing those is because for me, it requires, you know, showing up. Well, for all of us, we have to show up. We have to let ourselves be seen. And this is a weird, vulnerable time, right? It's a vulnerable time. We don't look the way that we used to look, like our roots are growing out. And I don't mean just like physically, but it's just very uncertain. Like let's say that you're going to finally get to go get together and be around people, but you're really nervous and you're really anxious. And so you take your mask and nobody else wears their mask and they're like laughing at you, making fun of you. Like that's a highly vulnerable moment. This place is weird and it's vulnerable, which is why you got to know who you are, what matters to you, where your sacred ground is. So that you can be like, you can laugh all you want, but I'm not getting sick. Like, this is where I feel safe and I'm glad to see you. Like, I will drink my margarita through a straw under my mask. Like, if that's what you need to do, then that's what you do. It's an incredibly vulnerable time. And so we can feel vulnerable physically. We can feel vulnerable emotionally and relationally. And then there's, it's been a very like, everything has kind of come to a standstill for so many of us. Whether, I mean, if you're a musician, shows have gotten canceled. If you're, 
um, a teacher classes are done or you're having to do something weird like do Zoom meetings, which like, let's be honest, you didn't go to college to be a Zoom teacher. You know, you what you love to interact with kids. Um, it's just a really, really strange time. And so allowing the vulnerability and being like, this is just weird. But at the same time, getting back to those places that are, you're like, this is where I feel like me. This is where I feel strong. This is where your version of whatever it is, I feel like a badass and I, and I have to stay here. Like this is, I have to try my best to stay here. I have to do the things that support this because this is the real me. When we get lost in what's happening around us, that's codependency. Even if what's happening around us is a worldwide pandemic, even if what's happening around us is loss of jobs everywhere, even if what's happening around us is sickness and illness, like holding on to ourselves and remembering that no matter what comes against me, Jesus is bigger. No matter what comes against me, he's got me. He knows every day that I'm going to be on this earth. And so I'm going to act with wisdom. I'm going to wear my mask and wash my hands, but I'm also going to not live in fear. And in that place, we can begin to literally have hope and uh, a vision of a future again and of who we're going to be. If we come out of this completely unchanged, having learned nothing, like that's, I don't, I don't believe that that's the Lord's heart. I don't believe that it's like every day you need to just be killing it. But if we walk through this process completely unchanged without any sense of what should be different in my life, what really matters or like, you know, whatever, that's part of processing life as it is right now. So sis, if you stuck, take a deep breath. Don't panic. Relax your finger. It's going to come out of the, the, what was it? I want to call it the Chinese finger trap, but was it like the friendship trap something? I don't know. Anything with the trap should be a red flag, but relax. Trust the one who's leading you through this. And most importantly, get back to some place that feels like you. If that means telling your husband to watch the kids and to just give you an hour so that you can, you know, wash your face, <laughs> color your hair. Um, my little sister, who's a makeup artist and just one of the most fabulous people I know, she has this really cool at home lash system called Lashify. And she's like, if I can just get my lashes on, like I feel, I just, I feel better. Like I feel better. And so if that's what it is, you can do that. She's also a mama of a four-year-old and like a four-month-old. So she got a lot going on. But whatever those places are that you can be like, okay, I'm holding on to me in this process. I'm not supposed to be swallowed up here. I believe will will translate and make a really big difference in your life. Because I know it has for me this week. It took one friend asking me to do something, encouraging me and reminding me who I was, going back to other places of people who encouraged and remind me who I am. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I totally lost myself. And you, as you relax into that of like, it's okay, it's okay. I remember, I remember who I am and who I want to be. Um, the places that you're stuck, they just, they loosen and you find your way out. And it is going to be a journey. Like this is a super weird place. But for me this week was, messy it was freaking messy that's the best way I can say it but I'm so grateful for the people who reminded me of who I was and for the opportunities and the callings just like today to be able to just come on here and be like look I had to preach to myself this week I had to go back to things that I had written I had to go back I can't tell you how many times I have to go back and listen to songs like give them hell like when they say you can't do it when they say you don't have it when they say you're not enough like give them hell don't give up don't you dare give up like and I'm like oh that's right that's who I am that's who I am I forgot I forgot 
<laughs> That's important. So go back to those places. Start collecting those places of encouragement and hold on to yourself. And I don't mean it in a bad or in a selfish way, but I mean in a life-giving way because that's even the place that we truly experience the Lord is like sure-footed, feet firmly planted on our sacred ground and being like, this is who I am. This is where I am. I'm going to do what God calls me to do. And I'm going to be true to myself. And I'm going to trust him to handle everyone else because he can. You guys are such a blessing and such an encouragement to me. I realize that, you know, the farther we get into this, for me anyways, the braver I'm trying to be to just show up and be like, this is who I am. This is what my conversations with the Lord looks like. This is kind of what life is. Um, In hopes that maybe, just maybe, it may fling open a door or introduce you to some idea of freedom of like what it's like to just be fully you. Because being... I, I believe that the greatest happiness, the greatest places of deep satisfaction in terms of love and relationships and then being showing up in the world as who God wanted us to be, they come out of who we really are. They never come out of who we're supposed to be. It's That is automatically a place of pretense and not a place of authenticity. But we are here to be honest, whether it's pretty or not. You know what? And most of the time, it's not pretty, but it is funny. And I am here for honest hilarity. Okay, you guys are awesome. If you have any questions um, or anything else you want us to talk about on the podcast, just holler at your girl, Abby at HighStrongWoman.com. You can also go to AbbyWalkerMusic.com and sign up to be on my email list so you get an email whenever anything new comes out. And in general, y'all can just pray for her girl that she keeps showing up um, and is creating and doing the things that I know I'm supposed to do because they light me up inside. And I am a much more fun, better person when I'm doing the things that make me alive. And you are too. I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Give me high, high, strong, strong.